my goal this entire time is I just want to get better and it's just that constant like I want to get better at this and even when I'm in creative ruts and that sort of thing it's like I just know eventually I'll break through and be better I almost like creative ruts because then it's like you know once you get over it your stuff is slowly progressing Welcome to the Golden Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and we're here in the Polar Pro Studio. If you're new here, the Golden Hour Podcast is all about interviewing filmmakers, photographers, influencers, and incredible creatives to inspire you guys, to teach you guys more about the creative process and how to run a business around that process. Today's guest is an amazing guy named Drew Chanelli. I think that's how you say his last name. I asked him in the interview to clarify, but Drew has an Instagram following of over 100,000 people. The fascinating thing about Drew is literally in the last three weeks, he's grown from 50,000 followers to 100,000 followers on Instagram. He's also almost at 100,000 followers on Twitter, and he actually has always called himself a Twitter photographer, not an Instagrammer. So this is a really interesting dynamic. Most of the time when we interview a photographer, they are are obviously mostly on Instagram. This guy, Drew, is a guy that I met on Twitter through a viral tweet that he posted. We started talking to each other on Twitter, and now we're here talking about Twitter, but also his extreme growth on Instagram. If you're not familiar with Drew's work, Drew takes amazing portraiture of different models and uses his creative eye and techniques to pop colors, make things look super vivid and amazing. Also, if you've only ever listened to the Golden Hour podcast, we are posting full multicam videos on the Polar Pro website. So make sure to check out the video of this podcast because we talk about a lot of images that Drew takes. And it's important to see the, the visuals of this episode. There's a lot of photos that we talk about and I want you guys to get the full experience of what we're talking about. So open up the video, while you're editing, while you're doing some work and put it off to the side and watch the video on polarprofilters.com slash golden hour. And there you can watch the video slash listen to the podcast. I'm a huge fan of Drew and it was a real honor to interview him and to talk about his explosive growth. He's really only been doing this professionally for the last year and he's really blown up. It's an amazing interview. And if you're somebody who's just starting out with photography, I think you're going to learn a lot from Drew. So without any further ado, let's listen in on my interview. All right. So we're sitting here with Drew Schnelli. I just asked you how to pronounce your last name and you said your dad doesn't even know how no. to say it. Yeah. The, yeah. I legitimately asked him. I was like, is it Schnell or Schnelli? He was like, I have no idea. I've just gone with Schnelli my entire <laughs> What's life. What's the origin of it? Do you know? Uh, it's German. It means okay. fast. Nice. Um, my last name is yeah. German as well. My real last name. It's my, my real last name is not Maze. Oh, okay. It's Altizer. Okay. Is, <laughs> very german right yes exactly yeah <laughs> Two no. G- german brothers sitting across from each other drinking uh, some cold brew yes we're here to hang which is amazing by the way uh, yeah so you're new to california i am i hear it's very hot right now but... yeah it is hot well you live in a hot area yeah we're down by the coast right now it's a little cooler which is here. actually like perfect yeah every time i go to the coast it's uh-huh. like a beautiful 75 80 and then when it you know, sun goes down. It's perfect hoodie weather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best. But get ready. For, how long have you lived in California now? Uh, whew, since January. Okay. What, what is today? I don't know. Yeah. A so bit. you've been here a while. So you've seen better weather. Yes. It does get better. I do miss rain. I think yeah. that is the one thing I miss the most. Where are you from? Kansas. Kansas. And so we get a mix of everything. Yeah. But rain, I think, is the thing yeah. I miss the most. Especially tornadoes that take you to. Yes. Uh, 
the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I brought my red slippers just yeah. in case. So we're going to get started with a little rapid fire. I'm going to basically just ask you a question. If you could just answer it as fast as possible. Oh, boy. Okay. Right. I don't have many questions, but um, hometown. What's the name of the city? Uh, Kansas City. <laughs> okay. Favorite camera? Canon anything. <laughs> Go-to lens? 35 millimeter f1.4. Uh, what photographer do you look up, up to? Uh, Alessio Albi. Favorite photography location? Ooh, anywhere I can make look cool. Nice. Describe your photography style in one word. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Drew's work, I definitely encourage you guys to go check him out right now as we're doing this interview on Instagram at Drew Photo. Go yes. give him a follow. You'll join his over 100,000 followers. Can you believe it? Over 100,000. crazy. No, I can't because a couple weeks ago I was nowhere near 100,000. So tell so. me the story because the growth, I've actually been talking to you on Twitter for a couple months, I yeah. guess. Uh, I've discovered you through Twitter. Uh, I think it was actually the lens cap challenge. <laughs> yes, is that it was. Right? It was, yes. So if you remember that kind of uh, meme that was going around the bottle cap challenge people would kick the bottle cap off of a off of a bottle mm -hmm. so of course my brain immediately went to lens cap challenge yes so i filmed a video and i was like i don't see anybody else doing this i searched on twitter and sure enough you were just as crazy as i was <laughs> and you did the lens cap challenge i did it was probably the dumbest thing i've done but <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool it yeah. was fun you kicked it off it was perfect it worked and uh we've been friends ever since exactly but over the last couple of weeks really some things have happened in your career that i want to talk about on the podcast yeah uh we'll get to your your history and like you know how you started but i want to just talk about this right now what happened in the last kind of two months two three months yeah so on the instagram side of things uh instagram's always been the thing that i honestly haven't really spent a whole lot of time doing because i'm a hardcore twitter user yeah. <laughs> um but Which is strange as a photographer right? i know it is weird it is weird but it's kind of like my little thing so uh but and are I, you are you at drew photo on twitter as well yes cool yep drew photo dr so if, you're, if you're a twitterer go follow him on twitter for yes sure. twitter users they're the best yes, <laughs> i agree um but uh yeah so i i guess i'm known for showing off like behind the scenes shots and that mm -hmm. sort of thing uh, and I recently had some sort of like hub basically feature my photos. Um, and it was one of those like art kind of featured channels where it's not just like photography based stuff. It's just like art in general. So it's like a lot oh. of like the do it yourself stuff and just weird, cool stuff. Um, and it got posted all over to where it was popping up on people's explore pages and that sort of thing. And this time I actually got tagged, which was beautiful, nice. but it was a bunch of my old work from back okay. in March actually, which uh -huh. is kind of crazy. Um, but it was a, a old, old post. Um, which photo getting, was it in particular? Um, the one that is, I'm going to be scrolling no, for a while, it's right? The, no, <laughs> probably not. It's the, it's the bush, that one, the mirror. In this the one? bush one to the left. This one. Okay. So yes. oh, I've seen this before. Yes. This is the one that... Uh, so I. So if you're not familiar with this post, this is uh, a picture I actually saw on Twitter, I think before I made the connection that it was you. Probably. This one also did very well on so Twitter. Let's explain it for the audio listeners. Um, we'll play it right now on the video. If you want to go check out the video on Polar Pro's website, you can watch the video. But 
Um, basically, the the image looks incredible. It looks kind of like uh, a Disney like princess kind of a thing. Like she's going into another universe. Yes. Thing. But if you look at the behind the scenes photo, it's kind of funny because you're literally laying on a bush, <laughs> and the model is laying in a bush, but she's holding a mirror. Yes. And you're just photographing the mirror. Yes. Um, it sounds simple, but when you look at the image, it really comes together really nicely. Yes, this was a fun thing. This was actually at the end of our shoot. Like this was not planned whatsoever. I feel like a lot of my shoots aren't really planned. It's a bunch of like, let's hang out and create something cool. Yeah. Uh, but we went back to her place and she had this mirror and it's we a cool were mirror just too. Like, it looks like a Disney mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. We were just like, let's lay in the bush. And typically, and a lot of... her eyes match the berries, it was, too. Which it was, was awesome. Um, a lot of people were commenting about, you know, bugs and spiders and all that <laughs> stuff. But luckily, it had just, like, recently uh, rained. Okay. And so there were no bugs, which nice. is awesome. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, this one did very well. It also created quite a stir just because the um, I edited the picture to make it look like she was holding the mirror. But yeah, this so a lot of people quoted it and were like, "How is she holding the mirror?" Blah 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 blah, and so I think that might have helped, <laughs> just because it created this whole like kind of trying to figure out how this was done exactly. But uh -huh. but yeah, that's the that's wow, the one that that's everybody... amazing. I'm watching the video of this, and that's one of the things that's so mesmerizing about your work um, is that you do include the behind the scenes look of what you're doing. Um, again, if you haven't seen Drew's stuff, check him out on Instagram. You can see what we're talking about. But not only do you include behind-the-scenes photos, but you'll include videos like that. Yes. Which are basically screen recordings of uh, your device editing the thing. And we'll talk about the device that you use yes. later in the podcast. But I'm curious to know more about you as a, as a dude, as a photographer. <laughs> How did you start? I mean, Kansas City. Yes. Are your parents photographers? Did you grow up around <laughs> it? Like, just tell me the story. How did yeah. you start? Um, well, so I guess like the first kind of thing, was, my dad wasn't a photographer, mm -hmm. but it was something that uh, kind of was a hobby of his for, it wasn't very long. It was a very short period of time, but that was like my first interaction, I guess, with photography. Um, and I actually did more video stuff in high school. So I did a lot of broadcast stuff. I did, um, I used to, you know, make video game montages back in the day and, yeah. you know, edit that sort of thing. So I was heavy on the video side of stuff. Um, and it's kind of, I, I say it's kind of lame because I got into photography from social media. So back when Tumblr was like a very popular <laughs> thing. Did you see what happened with Tumblr, by the way, now that you bring that up? I... It's sold for like a million dollars or something did it really yeah like it was so that's kind of it's, it's low for yeah what the that's kind of sad is sad. I, I miss tumblr or good old tumblr days the company but. that bought it is a company that owns wordpress so they might do some good stuff with interesting it. We'll i hope so but like that Anyways. was that was like when all of like the i would say the pnw kind of stuff was going on uh -huh. so like samuel elkins yes that kind of vibe that was when they were like in andrew kearns and all them that I'm was gonna, when their we're stuff gonna was try to get up. sam on the podcast that's awesome the i've connected with him on twitter that's super cool yeah no he's one of the he was like one of the first people that i like really looked up to as far as photography right but you know it's yeah. like the super tall trees 
you know the faded out uh, yeah. blacks and all that stuff the nice like visco filter i guess you could say yes um, i still use visco <laughs> yeah visco's great they've gotten a lot better it's kind of scary because i'm like these apps need to like slow down because yeah. they're getting really good especially oh, yeah. facetune oh it's scary <laughs> wow but uh but yeah so that's how i got into it and i feel like it's just kind of like how everybody else was it was amazing i want to do this like yeah. i want to try and do this and so i bought a camera what was your first camera it was a canon rebel t3i yes and the first awesome. thing that i did was i set it up on my counter and turned it up to a higher shutter speed and did some fun like midair floating photos. Nice. <laughs> so, it's the first things I remember uh, taking photos of. But like, um, now I can control my shutter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but awesome. yeah, and uh, from there I was just kind of messing around with stuff. And like, I would say for like a solid three years, I didn't really do too much with it. It was more of just like learning how to use the camera, like here and there going out with a friend and shooting at like a parking garage at like midnight. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> That was the kind of stuff that I did, and then. Um, and you were working at Apple too. You mentioned yeah, at the time, right? Yeah, I was working at Apple, and I was—I really wasn't, like I said, like hardcore focused into photography at that point. It was just more of like just for fun. I had a camera sort of thing. I'd look up YouTube tutorials on like how to take pictures of the stars, and yeah. I would go out at one in the morning and drive to the middle of nowhere and take pictures of the stars. And yeah, um, I don't know. It just got to a point in my life where I was like, I didn't really have any like hobbies that I was really into or anything like that besides like just hanging out with friends and work yeah and uh I was like let's uh give this a shot like let's give Instagram more of a shot because I was a, a social media platform that I didn't really use mm -hmm. I was always like a Twitter user and that sort of yeah. thing but never got into Instagram but since I had a camera and like I went to a meetup for the first time and uh -huh. met a bunch of people and I don't know I uh it was one of those things where I wanted to dive in um, I had used a 50 millimeter lens for the longest time and on the uh, T3i? Yeah, on the T3i. Yeah, so it's an 85. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I eventually got bored of that and got a, a 35 eventually and upgraded to a full frame. And nice. then I feel like that's when I really like that was like finally the look that I wanted because it was always that like, how do I achieve this look? Like messaging yeah. all these people that I looked yeah. up to, like, how do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And I finally felt like I was kind of getting that look that I wanted. And I don't know, uh, shot with a model for the first time. It was super nerve wracking. She's not like one of my best friends, but, uh, nice. but yeah, got into portrait photography and ended up loving it. And I have no idea. Now it's three years <laughs> later. Now I'm still doing the same thing three That's years amazing. later, somehow in California doing this. So, so um, just to follow up on what I said, Tumblr once sold for $1.1 billion wow. in 2013 and it just sold for three million dollars that's so crazy quite a loss but anyways um <laughs> i find that fascinating but thank you for sharing that story but like how did you end up in california yeah what, what so happened? um last year i mean you a lot has changed in it's the last been year. yeah it's been crazy so it was actually twitter got me a it's actually kind of a weird story like um the company twitter no i wish That'd opportunities be cool. opportunities twitter. came through twitter gotcha. uh basically um are you familiar with jonathan morrison or yeah, tld absolutely so, we interviewed um their creative director oh wait no that's austin evans yes yes uh, they're ken Bolito. We oh that's awesome on i love podcast. ken he's great <laughs> he works with austin but yes. he's good friends with jonathan so. yes yeah they're right next door to each other yeah. so um are, but do you live near them 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I had a follower tag me in a tweet of Jonathan's where they were looking for somebody that used the iPad as their workflow. Uh, and this was when the new iPad Pro was coming out. And um, I just messaged, you know, replied back, really not thinking of anything, and sent yeah. some of my photos and was like, this is what I do. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Just hoping for some people to notice some of my work and he ended up DMing me and was like, Hey, like, we'd love to have you come out to Cali to be a part of this video showing off, you know, your workflow, blah, blah, blah. And so flew out to California, um, really vibed with those guys. And they ended up offering me a job by the end of the two days that I was there. Oh, wow. Um, and so that was just, I was in a point also in my life where I was like, you know, working at the Apple store for three and a half years. So I was uh -huh. at that point where I was like, I need something. So wait a minute, hold on. Was this a year ago? <laughs> this Less is, than a year ago? Yeah. This was in oh my gosh. December was when I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause the new those. iPad came out like December, November. Right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So I got that news. I think it was like in November and it took about a month to get everything sorted out. But I ended up moving out here with uh -huh. my brother. I convinced my brother to come move out here with me, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, luckily had some friends that already moved from Kansas out here. And so got a place with them moved to Ontario just because that's a close location mm -hmm. to where I was going to be working. And of course, we're not talking about Ontario, Canada. <laughs> no, I get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Ontario, California. Um, but yeah, and so I ended up doing photography stuff with them for a little bit. Um, they ended up hiring a bunch of people at the same time, and we just weren't a great mix with... Uh, it just wasn't working, uh, essentially. And yeah. so we both kind of was like a mutual kind of thing where now I'm doing just freelance stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that is the reason why I came out here in the first place. So <laughs> I'm extremely grateful of those guys and they're awesome. And if you yeah. haven't seen their stuff, you oh, definitely Jonathan's need to go. Uh, their stuff is and they, uh, amazing. The way that they do their product, uh, shoots are amazing for video yes. and photo. That's books, what so. actually got me into doing some product stuff was because I had done a little bit of product stuff just for fun. Um, but that was the big reason why they brought me out was because they saw some of that stuff and really liked it. And so I went um, and started shooting a bunch of stuff, uh, specifically tech and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. Um, I had uh, another post do really well with the an iPhone that I took product uh, photography of, um, actually while I was with them, which was really, really cool. Um, which one is that? I might've posted it on my Instagram. It's the blue, blue iPhone. If you can, yeah. Uh -huh. Again, I'm looking at, Surprisingly uh, well. wow, it looks like coral it, reef or something. Yes. <laughs> That's why people I think really, really liked it. Cause like, uh, it's a succulent, I guess. Right? Yeah. A lot of people are like, it looks oh, like it's, it's underwater. Of, uh, where'd you go? It was, so it's over in Claremont. We were just it's by the ocean. walking around. This is actually just in front of somebody's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. It looks like you're by the beach. It does look like I'm by the beach. So I'm looking at the behind the scenes here. Um, I'm going to have to put this in the video so you guys can see yeah, the video. But no. yeah, it really looks like you put it on a underwater. It does look like reef. it's underwater. It's really cool. Uh, but that was like my first time using a macro lens. And so... Um, it's a hundred millimeter. Fell in uh, love macro. with that. And it Beautiful. was just... Yeah. No, it was gorgeous gorgeous um and, and so that, the color contrast is perfect it's uh even the reflector yeah little there is the perfect pop it's yeah it's it's fun because like when i was shooting that i wasn't really thinking about all that but then 
after the fact it's like oh this did work very well color wise and everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're like it's, this works almost too well uh, some of the best images can happen by accident exactly um, <laughs> but it's important to understand the fundamentals so that those accidents can occur you know exactly and um, learn from them but that's what i guess what a crazy into... wild story bro it yeah. hasn't even been a year yet no it's you moved here in january it's you know as we're recording this it just became september um, of 2019, so you've haven't even been here a year yet. No, I can relate to you uh, because I'm still pretty new too. I'm coming on a year in October. Oh, there you I go. moved here from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, completely different world from yes. LA, just like Kansas City. Oh yeah, uh, Nashville is still a pretty artistic, creative community, but it's a really small city. Mm-hmm. I would go to a coffee shop and run into like five of my friends yeah like in two hours you know because <laughs> they're all coming to edit yep. you know <laughs> yeah yep. and so uh i miss that kind of small town vibe i i don't think i realized that that was such a perk of like living in a smaller town yeah is like just the community aspect of like literally running into friends mm. uh, out in public yes <laughs> but, yeah uh that never happens here anymore for me i've definitely felt like moving here and maybe you can relate to this moving to like i'm not in la i'm in orange county but mm. still close to it yeah like being around the entertainment industry and being near other creatives has inspired me to do more it's also given me some op- amazing opportunities mm to to do some other projects how has it been for you the last couple of months yeah no it's that's pretty much what i tell people i'm still kind of like on the fence about like if i love california or not um i mean i definitely love like weather wise it's it's expensive it that too (laughs) it's it's very expensive uh but i do miss kind of the same things like you know just one you know just friends and that sort of stuff back home uh, smaller community, um, no traffic, yeah. a lot of things that I miss. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, on the other hand, though, it's like, you know, it's like an hour and a half to the beach, to the mountains, to wherever. So you've got this plethora of locations that you can shoot at. And then you also can even go to Hollywood if you want. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I go there way too much, which is it's weird now because, you know, back home, like Hollywood's this big, crazy thing. And now it's like, oh, I guess I'm going to Hollywood. Time to battle traffic and all that. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, it's 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 nice because I feel like everybody comes to L.A. Yeah. So it's like kind it's of a destination. like a, it's a destination point. So it's like I've actually met more people that I've known online from living out here than obviously back in Kansas City. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I even would say the opportunity is great. Yeah. Like, uh, for my YouTube channel with Kinotika, even if other YouTubers don't actually live in LA, they come here for things. And so, uh, I've been able to meet up with a lot of different creators and do collabs and different things like that just cause they're in town, mm-hmm. you know? And like nobody just, well, not nobody, but yeah, not many people just show up in Nashville that are YouTubers. If you're a musician, that's a completely different story. Yeah. If you're into country music or just music in general, Nashville is a destination. But, um, you know, not really for uh, (laughs) tech YouTubers. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you previously worked at the Apple Store. We kind of mentioned that. At that time, did you find it a hard balance, like balancing your job and photography? Uh, What made you decide to to break away from the retail world and dedicate your your life to the photography? Yeah, it was actually, yeah. So I was working full time at the Apple Store. So I basically had two days off a week 
And with, you know, retail schedules, you know that every, you know, week you don't know when those two yeah. days are. <laughs> and so it was, it, it was a lot of, um, grinding of photography as well as, you know, the, the work life. Um, but my goal was to at least shoot like once a week. Mm. Um, and luckily back home, cause I have a lot of people ask me this as far as like how to get started and, you know, yeah. just even just how to shoot with models and how to get models. Uh, luckily we had kind of created like a small little community of yeah. people that were doing photography and modeling and that sort of thing. So I was able to, you know, pretty much go out and shoot whenever I wanted just cause all of my friends were models. Well, you know, models. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. And so we were just, it was just a, a bunch of just doing stuff for fun. Um, I feel like a lot of my stuff is still just shooting for fun. It's the, the goal of wanting to just get better. And that's why I keep going out and shooting. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot cause I was work photography and then I also had a, a girlfriend at the time. So it was, yeah. it was, it was a lot, but it somehow made it work. And obviously photography took over both of those things, yeah. but, <laughs> but yeah. So let's talk about, uh, what you're doing now. Let's just talk about your, your work on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, just in general, the brand deals that you've had and stuff are pretty incredible. Uh, you recently worked with Adidas. Um, are you doing stuff with Doritos? Is that I right? I wish that'd be super cool. Is it just a, um, a lot like of it's just kind of like for, well, just because I've recently got into the uh, product photography yeah. kind of world. So I'm still trying to build like a portfolio essentially. Yeah. But you did do a, an actual Adidas shoot. I did shoot with Let's yeah, talk Adidas, about that. which was so, really cool. Um, we'll cycle through again in the video. We'll cycle through these photos that you took, including some behind the scenes photos. Uh, tell me about that story and uh, and that shoot. Yeah, so how I was able to get kind of that opportunity was my dad came to visit and I took some photos for my dad and he ended up buying me any pair of shoe I wanted at the Adidas store. And this was like my first pair of like nice Adidas shoes because yeah. I've, I've never really been like a huge shoe guy, uh -huh. um, but got, you know, some nice Adidas and took a photo of them kind of like how I do the rest of my product photography stuff. Is that on and your I think, I think so, yeah. Is that this one with Yes, the, uh, with lights? all the crazy lights and all that sort of stuff. Wow. It was, I was like, I wasn't too thrilled about the, the final image, but it These was are cool the, enough. It looks like the Ultra Boost, right? Yeah. So you've got Super comfortable. the, uh, I know. <laughs> so the, I'll explain the image. It's um, the Ultra Boost shoes. They're floating in midair. And you've got like crazy light effects going on. Yeah, around those are just it composed. That look incredible. It's so beautiful. But the behind the scenes is amazing. It's you've got this nice little blue backdrop, and it looks like you've got fishing line attached to the shoe to make it yes. kind of float. You even have the laces kind of floating. Really amazing job. Thank you. But that was, I guess, what I posted that got Adidas LA's attention, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, and then ended up meeting with them and they invited me out to an event and took some photos of the event, which was like a street ball event, um, which was really cool. Um, Where one, was it? uh, Pan Pacific what, yes, Park. Pan Pacific Park, which is actually really, really pretty. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun, not only cause I love basketball, but this was something that I've never shot before, like event photography and just yeah. that sort of thing. So it was, uh. It's a lot of fun. Just, you know, I, I enjoy trying new things, especially when it comes to photography. And, um, yeah, they, they really liked these images too. So 
hopefully we'll be able to do more cool stuff. Yeah, with the what DJs. time of day was this taken up? Um, it was harsh. I got very sunburnt. Um, <laughs> it was, I think it started at like 12. It was like 12 to 6 it's o'clock. It's interesting. So yeah, if you look at these images, um, it's a collection of amazing images, but because the lighting is so harsh, the shadows are super harsh. Yes. But I think it adds to the, the beauty of them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes harsh lighting is uh, really bad, but yes. you've been able to harness it in a really amazing way on these images. It's fun to shoot in harsh light. Um, I'm, I'm more of a fan of having light than no light. Uh -huh. So I sometimes enjoy the harsh light over like a super cloudy day, to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, but, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a blast. There's an image of uh, an Adidas basketball and the light is just perfectly circling the Adidas logo. How did you do that? Um, so this was in between games because games would probably last about like 10 minutes or so five uh -huh. ten minutes and they had racks of basketballs out for like in between games where people could you know shoot hoops or they would do like free throw contests and that sort of thing and the light was actually already hitting the ball kind of like that and i moved it a little bit to you know make it look a yeah. little bit nicer but um my goal was just to get some cool glowing action out of the the gold kind of trim on the the one in the back even is yeah back. so it was it was super super cool very um, cool man but yeah i was i was very proud of myself Hopefully the, <laughs> you should be dude they look amazing so i'm just gonna go ahead and say it you edit on an ipad yes which is very cool very uh futuristic if you will <laughs> maybe hopefully in the next couple years uh more people will be doing this because the software will get better yes adobe photoshop is supposed to be coming i know to i'm so iPad. excited to try that out um tell me about your process when you go into a shoot when you start editing what's it look like yeah so yeah i edit on ipad which is ipad pro yeah ipad pro yeah i I don't know what the lowest end iPad that you could use for this kind of workflow is, but uh -huh. um, iPad Pro is obviously the best option for this sort of stuff. Uh, but um, but yeah, so workflow-wise, it's uh, taking photos normally um, and taking out my SD card, and I have a USB-C to uh, SD card reader. And mm -hmm. I'll basically just import them directly into my iPad right into the Photos app, yeah. which um, I will then go through once they're imported and basically favorite the ones that I want. That's like putting a little heart yeah, on it, Yeah, go right? through heart, which is also great for when you're shooting with clients, because just being able to do that real quick and then show them the iPad and have them go through and like them. Yeah, that's, that's smart. That's my favorite thing, especially because, you know, I'll have them like them, because then they can't get mad. Do you just shoot raw everything? Yes. You don't yes. do raw and JPEG? I don't. Because then you'd have duplicates on your iPad? Yeah, it would yeah. just be too much. Um, and so, and, and I guess like with the where my style of editing and that sort of stuff, it's very, you know, I'm editing one photo at a time. I don't do a lot of batch editing, mm -hmm. uh, just cause the stuff that I do doesn't necessarily require it. Um, but I use Lightroom and affinity photo since there is no full fledged, uh, Photoshop yet yeah. on iPad. Um, but I essentially use Lightroom as a backup source. So once I import them all into the Photos app, I will basically then take all those and import them into Lightroom, and then they'll sync up with Creative Cloud, where I have my computer at home connected to an external, and you can basically have all of your Creative Cloud photos save onto an external hard drive. That's cool. And then before I delete them off the cloud, I'll take it off that hard drive 
onto another one. So it's a little bit of a different workflow, but <laughs> I enjoy it just because I don't have to really be on my computer a whole lot. I can yeah. just upload it to Lightroom from my iPad and it syncs up and they're all the RAWs and everything like that. It's not anything, cool. you know, taken away. Uh, but I'll directly import my photos into Affinity and Affinity is basically Photoshop. Um, it's mm -hmm. not, you can't really compare it to Lightroom. It's just, it's just different. Uh, but I'll start off editing in Affinity. It has like a similar kind of camera raw option when you import. Yeah. And I just kind of get the photo to look the way I would want it to out of camera. Mm -hmm. And then With from the there, colors, white balance, yeah. exposure, all that. Yep. And then from there, it's, I, I don't really, I guess, pre-plan a lot of shoots as far as like, this is how I want the image to look. Um, every once in a while I do. Uh, but from there, it's really starting off with, you know, retouching, cleaning up skin, and then dodge and burn to fill shadows and that sort of stuff on the face. And then uh, color grading. And then from there, it's just kind of, what else can I do to maybe make this pop a little bit more? Yeah. Um, color wise, that's so a bunch of HSL uh, masks and selective color masks, ah. maybe color balance every That's once in a while. That's probably what I'm seeing when I look at your images and it feels almost like uh, like a cartoon or something. Yes. It's like... Especially things. my older stuff. <laughs> but not in a bad way. I, I don't mean that in any type of bad way. It's just, it's almost hard to put my finger on it because there is a vividness to the colors that it, it's almost like, it, it feels like you're looking at a, a movie. It doesn't really look like reality. It looks like a dream world. Yes. That's kind of like the, I guess, the look that I kind of go for is I want this nice poppy look, but also very crisp and clean. Yeah. There's no um, grain. It's really sharp. Yeah. I want it to be like, I guess the number one thing that I really focus on is uh, skin tone and just then yeah, you nail like it. <laughs> popping the, the photo, right? I feel like yeah. there has to be some sort of pop. I'm not a huge fan of like just like flat images is uh -huh. what I call it, where I, I feel like there's not a lot of depth. Um, and yeah, I feel like you can actually do a lot of that with post. Mm -hmm. Obviously I want to try and get that in camera as, as much as possible, but there is a lot that you can do in post to make your image stand out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I do that with not just the photo, but usually like the model's face and everything too with dodge and burn and really kind of popping features and making them feel like they're almost a little bit closer to you is kind of the goal, I guess. There's another thing that you do a lot and it's maybe part of your signature, maybe something that you love is you use a lot of uh, negative fill. You use a lot of um, shadowing on people's faces. You use interesting objects to kind of... Uh, I mean, that's basically, I don't, I don't even know how to, what to explain it. What do you call it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. here's a picture of a girl holding a mirror on a car. This one is looking through a window with your hand reflecting on the window. This one is maybe like a fence post yep. or something shadowing onto her face. This one, the window is popping a little light on her. Like every image has something, uh, not obscuring it or I don't know what it's called, but like yeah. a shadow is being placed on the subject or something unique is happening is that i mean it's got it's obviously very intentional yes yes um, <laughs> some so, of it's very very intentional some of it's a little bit more subtle um what's what draws you to that and why do you choose to do that and you know what's your process when you're doing a shoot do you bring objects that have shadowy things and you just hold it up to the light or do you just find it 
usually it's just finding stuff. Um, A lot of it is for me, it's just trying to find stuff that I can use nearby. Like this shot was a crate outside of a restaurant. Um, And I don't know. It was yeah, just something a, that was the the image that we're talking about. There's a model. It looks like you're being lit by the sunset or mm-hmm. sunrise. Probably sunset though. Yes, because uh, you told me you're tired. I'm not a morning, morning person. So yeah. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> um, so you're using the sun uh, to fill the subject here, but it's uh, like a milk crate or something. Or, yeah, I believe so. They so just had a bunch of them out. Great so. pattern. I would never have thought that that's what it was. It just like it looks like a fence or something because there's actually a fence behind her yeah but you're just using different things to create a shadow yeah. onto people's faces what what have you found uh with that like do you do you think that that just makes your work stand out do people um yeah it's a little bit it? i think it's a little bit of both where um i think it's very surprising to people um, that it's kind of like, you know, like, oh, he's using a crate that he, you know, obviously it doesn't look like I brought that crate, but yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, it's just something different. Um, cause I feel like with just like social media and that sort of stuff, um, you have to try and do something that's a little bit different. It doesn't have yeah. to be like crazy or anything like that. But, um, a lot of it for me is just, it's just, like I said, it's just fun. You know what it does too, though, which leads to the next topic that I want to talk about is when I look at these images with a shadow on the person's face, when I, on Instagram, you have a carousel of multiple images. I want to see what it is that you're doing to create that. Yes. And it incentivizes me to carousel through your images. <laughs> Check out how it was done. Because I now, it's it's almost a a mystery like your photography is mystery to people it's like it has this mysterious look to it the way that you edit it it looks mysterious and magical and it really is fascinating that you include these behind the scenes photos because i think it really tells the full story yeah, and, i appreciate that uh in a way through photography you you are telling a narrative which is pretty incredible and a lot of people don't do this so tell me about the fact that you do include behind the scenes with almost all of your posts. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's almost turned into a bad thing where it's like, I always have to have a behind the scenes now, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I'm trying to think when I think the, the mirror photo with the, the car mirror photo actually was like one of the first, uh, images where I started including behind the scenes, uh, kind of things. And, um, posts just started doing really well with these, uh, especially on Twitter. This was all on Twitter, nothing on Instagram. I wasn't doing this on Instagram um, until recently, actually. Um, And it was just, you know, simply showing a behind the scenes and then the final image. And it started getting a lot of love and attention. And then that's kind of like just what I became known for. And uh, and yeah, and I I enjoy including it because I get tons of messages all the time being, you know, from people saying like, thank you for including the behind the scenes. Like you might not think it's a whole lot, but like this helps me understand a lot better. Yeah. Uh, like now that I'm going out and taking photos and, um, I don't know. It's, it's cool to hear that from people. Yeah. Um, and so now I almost feel like, like I said, I have to post these because <laughs> if I don't, people will be like, where's the behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, it's tough. Cause I get, I get flack for it. I have mm-hmm. people that are like, Oh, you just post this to, you know, 
you know, get attention and that sort of thing, which they're not wrong. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but Who yeah. doesn't want attention if you're trying exactly. to make a living, right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but it also shows people like how things were done. And it's, I kind of think of it as for social media, I'm trying to, I guess, wow the, what I would consider the normal person, maybe the person that isn't fully out into photography, but enjoys it and that sort of thing, but doesn't really know what goes on. Uh, in the photo because mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of people did like before and afters where it's like you know before and after with the edits which is really cool but and they you do s- that sometimes too and I do that uh, every so often um, but the behind the scenes really just shows off everything that goes into it right yeah and it's a lot more than what you know most people think um, especially with like you know reflectors assistance different lighting and just that sort of stuff or even like the position that you're going to take the photo in like sometimes you're reaching over stuff you're you're laying down in the street and that (laughs) sort of thing and i don't think people realize how much work goes into some photos that are taken um and even like you know high-end photos and stuff like that too there's so much stuff that i wish that i could see just so i could get better yeah (laughs) but um it's really amazing it's fascinating for me to look at because it is kind of like a magician revealing his secret right mm -hmm. and that's what's it's fun it's fascinating i used to be a magician oh that's cool i didn't know that yeah i did magic for like six years and part of the reason like professionally and that's part of the reason why I did magic is because I loved like learning how it was done that was almost as fulfilling as like watching it yes maybe even more because when I can when I learned how the trick was done and then I was able to do it and wow someone else you know that was just so fulfilling for me and now you're showing this off to other people that might be inspired by it that might go do it themselves and you know who knows in five ten years you might meet some other photographers that were inspired by your work that learned from you and you know now you can look at like this kind of uh group of people that might go on to do great things because they were inspired by you you know which is crazy to think about you're you're (laughs) you're putting like really positive things into the world and i think it's really amazing that you do it i would encourage you to not stop even though you might feel like i need to sometimes but also you know of course just do whatever you want yeah exactly but um I do love it, and I I think a lot of people love it as well. Um, and it you know it's not really that big of a deal, right? You no. just, just have somebody snap a picture on yeah. their phone. No, it's not. It's it's getting to the point now though that I'm trying to have fun with it. Um, yeah, tell like me about in my in my recent post. <laughs> yeah, his um, most recent post is a Dorito. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, picture. Um, and <laughs> yeah, this is our living room. It's kind of like a little. It's a terrible setup, honestly. The we behind got, the like, scenes is hysterical, though. You have yes, uh, your assistant. Uh, you said he was on a box, but it looks yes. like he's levitating. Yes. <laughs> so you know, me and my friends. Um, that's my brother levitating. Oh, cool. By the way, uh, but I have all my friends. It's funny. All my friends that live out here that I hang out with, they're all uh-huh. from Kansas. Uh, and so we all hang out and we'll do silly things like this. And, um, that's awesome. And this was just one of those things that it was like, what can we do to like make this post a little bit more interesting, maybe something subtle. And so we needed him to actually stand up to bounce the light just uh-huh. cause it was, uh, too harsh, uh, without him. And the soft boxes that I use don't have uh, a dial. It's just on or off. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, I need you to get higher. And so it's funny because we actually spent probably like five, ten minutes looking for a box for him to stand on. Oh, okay. And um, 
my buddy Nathan was like, you know, it would be funny is if we made it look like he was levitating. And I yeah. was like, that's actually a really good idea. And so we just did it for fun just to see yeah. if people would notice. You and should. sure enough, people, that's, that's what people talked about more than the actual photo itself <laughs> was, <laughs> was, uh, how is this man levitating? Uh, so it was fun. It was, it was kind of a, it was a thing that we were like, let's see what happens. And that's it was pretty amazing. funny. So one thing that I like, I really feel like I could almost go through every picture on your Instagram and just like hear the story about each one because every single image is fascinating and there Thank probably you. is a story attached to it. There like is every <laughs> post. Um, so let's see this. There's a Kit Kat. Oh, that one was fun picture. So this one looks like a an ad for Kit Kat. It's amazing. Thank Tell you. me about this. Yeah. So um, this was so this is kind of like probably I think the third or fourth kind of like product photography image that I've done. Uh Um, And because I've done, you know, like iPhone, I did a HomePod, uh, did the shoes and that sort of stuff. But people were always like, you should do candy. You should, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so me and my buddy went to the Dollar Tree and basically bought, we bought Twix, we bought Kit Kats, we bought Reese's and Mm -hmm. all sorts of different candy, just kind of being like, we're going to shoot one of these. I don't know which one. Um, Went with Kit Kat just because I felt like it was going to be the easiest and um, ended up breaking it. This was actually an accidental break that actually looked really good. So I was like, we're going to go with it. <laughs> um, but we, it was kind of funny because we actually had them standing up on other Kit Kat bars. So like the, what was holding up those Kit Kats to make them look like they were kind of popping out towards you was two little Kit Kat bars kind of just standing as little uh, props for it. Uh-huh. Um, but basically took that photo with my 100 mil macro which uh-huh. i love and uh took separate photos of the um kind of like the the wafer kind of crumbled up and edited that in to make it look like it was kind of like Mid-break. you know snapping and you yeah. know coming out because i feel like with the i love like motion and a lot of my stuff yeah um, i haven't done with my portrait work recently but a long time ago i like motion in my portraits was like all i did yeah. Um, but I feel like it just creates an exciting kind of like, cause like with Absolutely. ads, I feel like I think of like obviously videos where you can show motion and all that stuff. Yeah. And I want to try and capture that in a photo. And then I really popped the, uh, the Kit Kat there. I dodged and burned the heck out of that thing to make it look uber like yeah. Kit Kat. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you, uh, it's really cool. You should definitely check out the image in the video. Um, but what's really great is you split it right in half where one half says kit the other half says cat it was it was a perfect split i did not mean to do that that's perfect um let's look at another one uh another product shot cookie uh chips ahoy Ahoy. looks like you're so these aren't they're not paying you to do these no but (laughs) the goal is to get to that point eventually yes Yeah. yeah the goal is to one not only you know hopefully have a brand reach out to me for product photography but two also just learn how to do some of this stuff because yeah. a lot of this stuff I've never done before. Like I've never used milk to, you know, splash milk on something or anything yeah. like that. And so a lot of this is experimental for me. Um, and well, just seeing is, if I can do it. This is exactly what a lot of, um, photographers that I've interviewed have recommended is if you want to, to do a certain type of work, do it and create a portfolio mm-hmm. and do it for free, do it, you know, spec basically. And when you have, the experience when you have that portfolio, then these companies will see it 
That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I mean, it obviously worked with the That's Adidas true. one, That's right? That's true. Yeah. You just you just took your a picture of your own shoes. Yep. And then Adidas called you up and were like, "Hey, let's let's work together." Which is still mind blowing. Isn't that great? So like, you're so young in this. I mean, it's really only been a year. Yeah, it's so, been yeah. No, it's it's weird to think about stuff, right? Yeah. So, anyways, the Chips Ahoy picture. It looks like again, it looks like a professional like Chips Ahoy ad. I appreciate um, that. The milk is like splashing up into the air. Uh, you've got like chocolate chips yes. floating in the sky. This one was a messy shoot. This is amazing though. Tell but me it about was the fun. process. Yeah, so we we always end up going to Walmart, picking out a bunch of stuff, uh-huh. and um, we actually because we'd always heard the uh, mixing glue with the milk to make it look you know a little bit thicker, and so we went for that. And I probably had my it did work a little bit. I think I put a little bit too much glue in there, okay. <laughs> but, but it worked out uh, pretty pretty well. And I probably had my brother toss milk at the cookie probably like 10 to 15 times so the cookie was floating on a stick yes yep floating on a stick um, just paint it out yep and uh basically had him throw milk at it and then we also had him uh toss cookie crumbs and we bought chocolate chips uh to to throw that as well and then basically it's just a bunch of the comped yep just taking the best of each one and then kind of throwing it together and that sort of stuff very um, cool. And so that one was a fun one. That one was pretty messy. <laughs> there was one that the the Coke bottle one. Yeah, that so one might get me in trouble with my apartment complex since that is paint. And I didn't show the ones where I tried to make it splash. But <laughs> oh, I did man. that out on my balcony. Oh, and wow. I had what I thought was good protection at the uh-huh. time. But it seeps through it. So now I have a bunch of red paint on my balcony. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> what, Yeah, so basically it looks like you had a Coca-Cola bottle sitting in a bucket of paint, red yes. paint. Yes, yeah. So I saw it was like one of those... But it doesn't look like any of the images. or I guess that one is, but... That one, yeah. There wasn't any of the images that really looked like it was in paint. I think maybe the first one was like the only one that like kind of showed it just because of the other Coke oh, bottle in it. Um, it looks like a like a spill of liquid. I know, right? Red. It's kind of weird, <laughs> but awesome. I got inspired from some. Uh, I was on I was on Facebook, and it was like one of those typical like ads tailored for me, where it's uh-huh. like, "Do you want to learn product photography?" And it's like uh, a guy did the uh, did this with makeup. I think his name's Carl with a K. I can't remember. Stuff is amazing though. And so I was like, I want to do something with paint. So you put the object in a colored yeah. paint. Yeah. And so I was like, let's do it with a Coke The great bottle. thing about paint is it's like, it's just a thick kind of plasticky substance. Yeah. That it was very glossy and it looked, it looked really cool. Um, yeah. And then we obviously sprayed it with water and glycerin to, I think that was the coolest part for me. I was like, oh, it looks so cool. It does <laughs> with, look awesome, With the texture man. of like the, the sweat of the bottle and, and everything. they did the HomePod one as This well. is my favorite. I love this. <laughs> uh, Connor and I were looking at this before you arrived. This one is my favorite. Looks like... So I'm just going to take a wild guess with the light wrap. So basically, I think this might be like pretty much in camera. Mm-hmm. So basically, this image is a HomePod sitting on a you know a, a nice background but then there's this colored streak going around the thing and the light from the colored streak is also going on to the home pod itself so i think this is just a long exposure with an led rgb light that you're just changing the rgb and wrapping around it you are correct and so there's an image here behind the scenes you're just wrapping around it 
with that light, I guess you're spinning the dial, changing the RGB. Yeah, colors. luckily it has a party mode. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it <laughs> so automatically it automatically goes through them. But and, yeah. the the way that this thing turned out is incredible, and this is just this image to me represents 2019 in photography. Like it's uh, super sharp, super crisp, and this light that you used did not exist, you know, five years ago. Yeah. No, this was this is my favorite product shot that I've done, um, and just one of those things. So it was like, let's just give this a shot, have some fun with it. I probably did this for like one to two hours of just doing the same thing. It's the exact same shot, just me doing the trail every single time uh, until I got the one that I was wow. thrilled with. And then, How do you know when it's right? Do you just feel it? You can just feel yeah, when it's right? Yeah, it's just one of those things that, like, it just looks nice. I'm a big fan of, uh, like, spiraling in compositions to where mm. it kind of, like, leads you in a little bit. And I felt like this one did a really good job of Absolutely. that. Um, and like I said, I kind of enjoy that, like, depth of feeling like my photos are almost like you can reach in and almost kind of grab it sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, it just, this one was the one that looked the best. There was probably tons that looked pretty nice but yeah. this was just the one i kind of usually just kind of scroll through sometimes even zoomed out to where i can see all the images um wow because i relate that to kind of like how i view images on social media yeah it's smart because it's smaller and you see images usually smaller um and this was just the one it's yeah. like the one that look at your images in a in a small way the way that you would on your phone and then think to yourself okay which one of these stands out the yeah. best because right? sometimes if i look too into it it's just yeah. You know, you know when you're editing Absolutely. or something like that and you're staring at it too long and then you look away and come back and you're like, Ooh, <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> and uh, just a reminder, guys, if you're listening to the audio podcast, go check out our website, polarprofilters.com slash golden hour. You can watch the video with all the images we're talking about because I think this episode especially, you really should be looking at Drew's photography as we talk about it because it's so good. It's hard to like in audio form explain this it is it so is we're trying fun. our hardest here um i think overall dude like uh, incredible stuff like i'm gonna have to start hiring you to make thumbnails for me that would be cool um, i did that for a little bit that was fun <laughs> for, jo for jonathan <laughs> yeah it was fun. which thumbnails did you do for him do you remember? um it was just a bunch of because uh, they had shutterstock which uh -huh. is awesome i love shutterstock <laughs> yeah just like they had a subscription to it yep and so just looking for cool like light trails yeah. and that sort of stuff especially with like tech stuff because it's all That's like cool. you know you want it to like pop and like yeah. really focus on that sort of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, thumbnails were super, super Amazing. fun. Did a couple of them. Um, but, but yeah, we did, they, uh, they ended up doing, um, uh, we did a fun video where we did backgrounds for a certain phone. I can't remember. I'm oh, an iPhone cool. user, but it was on the other side that yeah. we don't talk about. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. super, super cool. Um, did a bunch of different shots for that. Uh, it was the one with the pinhole in the top right uh -huh. to where we were basically shooting stuff to fit that little pinhole to make it like disappear. Is that a Samsung phone? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was super fun. It was a blast. Uh, but that was one of the videos where I did a majority of the, well, one of the photos and then thumbnail and that sort of stuff too. What do you like more, shooting or editing? Um, that's tough. <laughs> I enjoy both. I like I enjoy both equally and I also hate both equally because like. <laughs> um, sometimes it's it's fun to be shooting uh -huh. and then you like take it and post and it's not as 
exciting as you thought and then sometimes yeah. it's the opposite where you're shooting and you're like yeah. oh gosh this is going to be terrible and then you bring into post and you're like oh gosh this is amazing <laughs> um but uh, i i want to focus more on in camera stuff for sure just because oh, okay. i want to try and get it just mm -hmm. perfect as i can in camera that way i don't have to do a whole lot in post yeah uh, but editing is fun i i will say that i do get lost in edits sometimes and just try stuff right that's what i always yeah. tell people is it's like just try stuff because you're not going to learn unless uh -huh. you just try it even if it looks awful yeah which a lot of the times when i'm like i'm going to try and create a new look uh -huh. it looks awful <laughs> <laughs> so and so you know it's it's about experimenting and that sort of thing which i think is it's easier to get lost in the post of doing yeah. that you can obviously do that while you're shooting too but it's a little bit easier in post because you're not moving all over the place. So that picture of the girl, the mirror, that kind of went viral on Instagram. And you tell you're telling me that like literally like three or four weeks ago, mm -hmm. you didn't even have a hundred thousand no, followers. I like, was at fifty four thousand. So what, like, what's that whole journey been like over the last just like month? I guess it's been weird. Yeah, because like been I said, a lot of DMs and stuff. I'm I'm a heavy Twitter user, and yeah. Twitter's always been my like. Yeah. thing because <laughs> i'm almost at 100k on twitter which i really ultimate goal would be to hit 100k on twitter yeah um go follow him everybody <laughs> exactly uh but uh but yeah ended up passing myself on twitter um, well that proves that instagram is a bigger platform for photographers obviously, it is right? it is uh but yeah it's it's been it's been a lot of overseas um new followers which honestly it's very cool yeah. Um, I love that, but yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of messages, a lot mm -hmm. of people um, asking pretty much similar things that I get, yeah. like on Twitter and that sort of thing. It's basically I relate it to back when I got you know my camera when I was messaging people. It's like, how do you do this? Like, what camera are you yeah. using? What lens are you using? Like, well, let's blah, blah, let's blah, blah, let blah. me ask you that now to get that out of the way. So, what camera do you use? What lenses do you use? Yeah, what um, do you know about your editing? <laughs> I use a Canon 6D which is actually like the cheapest option yeah. as a, uh, for a full frame camera, especially now since there's a, a Mark II, it's even cheaper. Oh, so you have the original? I have the, the, the OG. OG. Did you bring it with you? I do, I have it. Yeah, um, let's take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, let's see this old bad boy. <laughs> it's uh, the OG 6D. Yeah, this is my whole setup. This is a great camera. It's great I love in low it, light, the full frame's great. <laughs> Obviously the color is fabulous. You've got a nice little strappy strap. Yeah, my black rapid strap. That yeah, a lot of people great. actually ask me about. <laughs> yeah, so bl a black rapid strap. Why do you use this? Just, um, just when you're walking around, you yeah. just throw it on your it's, side. It's easier to have it on the side than a lot of wedding photographers use these. Having it like here in yeah. like the chest area, um, and I trust it way too much because <laughs> I will just let that thing hang right next to me. And I feel like really I'm care. holding something that is like very like important this is awesome <laughs> i'd say yeah my entire workflow yeah no it's it's my baby it's my child do you have uh, white balance set to a, a custom button or something i don't i just have it in so the, the Q button yeah. yeah i need to no i don't know i just don't know i uh i think the 5d has a white balance button up here so i want to eventually upgrade and everything like that but yeah. i also don't see really well, why, a point why to, you're already crushing it yeah for like for me it's like i mean like i'm posting on social media yeah, I don't really need to blow up images, anything crazy, crazy. Although I would love extra uh, megapixels. What's the megapixel count on that one? I think it's like twenty point okay. two or something like that. Yeah. Um, but but no, it's it's been great. I've actually been shooting with this for three over three years now. Well, it's like your the thing that's amazing about using a tool that you've just used for a long time that 
you just know, like, you know everything in your sleep. Like, yeah, you, you can get used pretty to much it. use this camera without thinking about it, which is awesome. You've got the thirty-five one four. Thirty-five one four. I have the the L series. I went yeah. with the Canon just because I wanted a red ring. Yeah, that's about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody skin tones are great on the. They cameras. are. I love Canon glass because uh, a lot of people ask me if they should go Sigma or you know yeah. native Canon. Um, I've shot with Sigma and it's great. So I'm usually They're like, if you want to save, you know, a couple hundred bucks, then definitely go for the Sigma. But I love, I love my Canon. It's yeah. it's great. Uh, but I pretty much have just a lineup of prime lenses. Uh-huh. Um, I have a 24 prime, 35 prime, 50 prime, uh, and then I have the 100 macro mm-hmm. and a 24 to 70. Wow. And so you're doing the wise thing that I tell people all the time to do, which is invest your money in good optics. Don't worry about the camera. Like yes. you can buy this. This is a 6D OG. Yeah, uh, it's not like the 6D Mark II. Seven hundred dollars. You can buy now. them on eBay for six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, which is very upsetting for me because I bought it for eleven hundred. <laughs> well, it was like about three years ago. That's right? true. So, it is old. It is old. You've, but. you've made eleven hundred dollars off of that. That's true. You you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it's it's served you well. But Absolutely. No, um, that's what a lot of people ask, like, what camera should I buy? And I think the real question is, what lens should I buy? You should, yes, I agree. <laughs> you should definitely focus on lenses. Do you recommend the 35, a good starting point for people? I love the 35. It's honestly, I think it's my favorite go-to lens. Yeah. Um, I shot on the X100 from Fuji? I have not. I really want to try Fuji, though, because yeah. I've always enjoyed Fujifilm, um, especially with some of the newer, uh, the T3 yeah, that just G- came out. XT3, yeah. And, oh, it's just beautiful. It's amazing. Um, even the colors on those are great. Yeah, I love, it's like almost the opposite of Canon. I love it. It's like a cooler kind of like, I don't know, crunchy yeah. kind of, I don't know. It looks nice. It looks beautiful. I think it would actually look good uh, for your work. Actually. I want, I actually like, if I were to ever get a second body, I think it would be. A, f- a medium format Fuji? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that would be uh, ultimate goal. Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, the reason I brought that up is because the X100 is like a fixed 35mm equivalent. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's a 23mm f2 lens, and you can't change it. It's just yeah. built in, but it's a crop sensor, so that's like roughly a 35mm. Okay. It's just a nice, small, compact. Yeah, I camera. love the 35. But yeah, so 35mm, a lot of people argue 35 versus 50. Yeah. I think certain people just prefer one over the other. Yeah. Um, I personally like 50. I, I like how 50 looks. Yeah. I Yeah, that's what I tell people. I'm like, it's because people will ask if I if they should go 50, 35, 85. And I'm just like, it depends on how you want your work to look. It's just a yeah. different look. You can still get similar shots, but, you know, you can, if, if you've been shooting long enough, it's, you can usually kind of tell what yeah. lens they're kind of shooting on. There's a compression to, especially in 85, Mm-hmm. That is maybe more. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say professional, but like more uh, something you'd see on the side of a billboard yes. or something that you'd see in a makeup uh, article or magazine or something. Just the model doesn't have any distortion. Mm-hmm. The 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 flatness of it allows you to have a lot of great bokeh and you know everything is just kind of correct. Yep. And then a fifty is similar to that, just a little wider. Yep. And then a thirty-five 
creates a little bit of a wide angle yep. look to it, but it's not as much as a 24. Yeah, 24 is pretty crazy. So I love the 35 look as well because it does have this kind of like, for your work, I think it's perfect because it puts you in the moment. You have a lot of images where you're very close to the subject. Yes. And that slightly wide angle effect, it's not full wide angle, but that little bit just kind of make distorts it a little bit in a way that makes it look dreamy and yeah. not like reality yeah a 50 and an 85 are what kind of our eyeballs see yes and the 35 is sort of like that but not really yeah so just a little bit wider that's what makes it great i think it's such a perfect lens for you i love it but you do have the, the 100 millimeter macro i do which c you can get very creative with as well it's yeah no i've been trying to do uh or like force myself to use it with portrait work uh-huh um which is kind of tough for me just because I'm so used to this 35 look. Yeah, and you have to stand really far away. It's so different. Yeah, it's yeah. so, so different. Even just like using it with the, you know, like the, the bokeh that you get, that depth that you get, it's just, yeah. it's just a different look and feel. And so I was, I've still been trying to figure out exactly what kind of feel I want with that 100. Yeah. Um, but I do love it because it's like extremely sharp and just beautiful for headshots. It's amazing and then obviously for all of these new um product shots you're yes. doing it's i've been pretty much just using you have to use it my yeah. hundred so uh we did an ama on your instagram and uh, and twitter uh we just asked your audience to give us some questions we pulled a couple uh sorry if we didn't get to your question um <laughs> but we'll just i'll just ask you this first one um which it relates to what we were just talking about at mallet thabit i think is his name um or a girl, I'm not sure. I didn't write that down, I'm sorry. Um, does the camera you use matter when it comes to photography? Um, and that's just a general statement. Yeah, I would say yes and no. I'm, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of being like, it doesn't really matter about your equipment, but I do think uh, it does get to a point where it does. Yeah. Um, but it depends on what you're doing. Well, tell me about like how you talked about how your first camera was the T3i. Mm -hmm. And then when you stepped up to the 6D, which is a full frame versus a crop, what were those differences that you saw? And, um, you know, for somebody who's starting out who can only afford a T3i, yeah. you know, what are the things for people to look at to upgrade or is it important? Can you get away with the T3i? I think you can. I actually have a friend that shoots incredible images on a T5i, I believe, still. Um, and it's, for me, I guess, when I got the 6D, I think it was more of just something new. And it was something that I liked. I liked the look. It's different because mm -hmm. I went from full frame 50 to, or I went from crop 50 to full frame 35. So I'm, you know, that's quite a bit of a difference basically yeah. an 85 to a 35 uh and this is just kind of the look that i enjoyed from the stuff that i looked up to like mm -hmm. the p and w kind of lifestyle look to even some of the portrait stuff that i was looking at yeah um, a lot of people used 35 and so i think it was just what i personally enjoyed um and i finally felt like i could achieve that look of all the work that i was looking at yeah and uh and i think that's what really you know made me dive into it a little bit yeah. more um but i i do think that you can create stuff on anything like a, a crop like if you shoot you know 85 primarily on a uh full I a, frame i have a crop here this is the olympus em1 mark ii some oh, micro four thirds and this lens is a 10, a to, 10 25 to 25 oh, man. f17 wow lens. so this body is a micro four thirds but it's creating images that look similar to like a 2.8 on a full frame yep 
Yep. Yeah. See, exactly. So it's like one of those things where you can dope? get a crop sensor uh, setup that will look just like a full frame. Yeah. Look, you know, but it that, really is lens, I think. Yeah. A big I, part of lenses it is lenses are so important. I think uh, I posted this on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you saw it, but I was just like talking about like the new Sony bodies that came mm-hmm. out. It's mm-hmm. like, look, these are really great cameras, but I like Sony doesn't make me happy. Yeah. Like, certain cameras that other companies make that practically make sense to purchase like canon makes you happy this 6d that is old now yeah it makes you happy and you make great work with it it's true and it's kind of like sure there's a 6d mark ii sure there's an eos r i want those i guess but like, yeah this is your baby yep and you know it back to front and like why switch yeah i'm Isn't probably not gonna switch until it bites the dust yeah to be honest and it'll and hopefully it'll probably it doesn't. <laughs> take a while because it's built like a tank at gualt photography says i really like your natural skin tones any tips on getting such vivid results yeah um skin tones uh honestly it took me a long time to nail skin tones um and luckily back home in kansas city i had a friend that i felt like did really good skin tones and everything like that and he would basically yell at me when mine were terrible uh so (laughs) and he was you know telling me how certain uh colors look better in certain skin tones and that sort of thing um a lot of it for me though is just like it's a it's a lot of just eyeballing it to be honest with you mm-hmm. uh, you don't use a chip chart or white balance cards no or anything. i probably should but <laughs> no, it's fine. i want to get into that stuff to be you know get more stuff in camera um but a lot of it is uh just looking at it and everything like that i use a lot of like uh to get skin tones it's a lot in color grading and even just like your white balance and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um but the number one thing that i look at especially when i'm like even going through like camera raw is i want the skin to look the way that I want it to. Um, and then I'll edit everything around it if I need to. Um, but a lot of it I'll use like HSL or even just a curves layer going Mm -hmm. through RGBs and, you know, pulling out reds or, you know, pulling down magentas and that sort of stuff in skin. And you've, you've got a really diverse, uh, range of different skin tones that you've photographed. Um, and they all look great. So thank you. That's, what's really cool is that no matter the color, you know, you're nailing it and that's probably a lot of fun to to just experiment with and play with the hsls and all that right it's a lot of just messing around and like i said uh looking at it and then looking away for a little bit and mm-hmm. then coming back because i can't tell you how much that'll change your image that's so true uh but like taking a break because mm-hmm. you, you you're staring at your screen and you get such in the zone and you kind of like I've done this before too, where I'm uh, color grading a video. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a photographer, I'm a video guy. So like when I'm color grading a video, I get like so obsessed with this one frame or whatever, the scene. And then I go to lunch and I come back, I'm like, whoa, that was way too much. <laughs> yeah. You know, I need to dial that back. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do that sometimes. But I always like in my mind, it's like, I always have an opacity tab that I can bring down. So yeah. if it's too much, you can yeah. always bring it down. Like I can't tell you how many times I'll sit there like going back and forth <laughs> with my opacity tab and then like like dropping it just like do you use a uh, clarity do you ever not really play with that? um i don't use clarity but i do use um a high pass layer uh-huh. with a little bit of grain okay like tiny tiny bit on a i think it's a soft light layer is what i use so it doesn't really pop up too much but i think that's what kind of gives the mm-hmm. photos a little bit more of like a punch do it's you, like uh, super subtle though do you export just like a just jpeg two megapixel what is it 
or three megapixels? I think oh, the right. final images, they're coming out to like 15 to 20 megapixels. That's cool. Or, they let uh, you upload that? Megabyte, yeah. They compress it though, right? Yeah, they have yeah. to, yeah. Um, and, and one thing to note too, guys, he is doing four by five everything. Yes. Portrait. Well, for the, for at least on Instagram. Yeah. That's why I usually post on Twitter because, because then do. I don't have to do 4x5. <laughs> but you, um, you, maybe you do see the world in a more uh, landscape mode, huh? Because you do have a lot of landscape photos that you've... I want to get more into landscape stuff, to be honest. in portrait using the carousel method. Yes. Yeah, no, I whenever it's like a landscape, I'll try and do a, a carousel just to show it off a little bit more. Just because I'm not like yeah. a huge fan of how instagram does landscape yeah. photos um yeah. but it's also the reason i do the carousel is just to show the details in the in yeah. the photo because instagram it. demolishes you can't just zoom in on it it's yeah. bad yeah so i do it for people essentially what uh lucas graffy asks what's your current uh all-time goal in photography all-time goal is just to get to a point where i feel like i understand everything <laughs> you know <laughs> good luck like, with that i know right it's it's a that like, means it's a journey there's no there is no uh arrival on I that no i just want to get to a point where i feel like i can walk into any situation mm -hmm. and be like i know what to do yeah a lot of it because a lot of it is just like i don't know what i'm doing like a well, lot of the time you're on the track though because again with the spec work with your product shots uh it's it's stepping outside of the model portraiture that you've been doing and I can just see like you're already growing and getting better at that. I appreciate and it. That's a whole new skill set that you're developing. Yes. It's completely different than the model stuff. Yes, it's it is different. I think that's why it's been fun for me. Yeah. Just because I've been doing the model stuff for mm. about three or so years and so it's been refreshing. It's yeah. new and but you can still use like a lot of the same techniques, at Absolutely. least in post with all sorts of photography. So mm, it's been fun. People should experiment with, with different types of yeah, styles. I think so too. Cause it also pushes you to learn different things uh -huh. and also be, you know, like with product stuff, I'm a lot more careful with retouching, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, but just from the retouching that I did with models, it mm -hmm. just helps out a ton with the product photography stuff, totally. but just little things. It just helps. Cause you can always bring that into shooting landscape portrait, uh, real estate whatever yeah. at Tavan asked do you think anyone can become a photographer yes <laughs> um def it depends on what you define as a photographer i think that pretty much everybody is just because everybody has a phone that has a yeah. camera on it and i'm sure with this next uh, iPhone. I'm sure we'll see a lot more photographers come out based on rumors <laughs> <laughs> with the super cool uh, cameras on the back of those phones. Um, By the time this posts, actually next week, they will know exactly yes, what we're talking about. Yes, I'm so excited. Next Tuesday. I'm such an Apple fanboy. It's terrible. <laughs> um, Me too, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think anybody definitely can become uh, a photographer. I think that it's just kind of like anything else in life though i think some people are just more naturally talented at it than others um like because there's there's some people that are like i just started shooting a year ago and their stuff is like insane and i'm like this makes no yeah, sense i'm talking to one of them <laughs> okay <laughs> but you know it's like one of those things where it's just like it's it's crazy because it's like that's so cool and like some people learn so fast even at yeah. like young ages too like even like mm -hmm. 14 15 16 years that's old that's the beautiful thing about technology now it's so accessible i know it's weird it's weird uh but yeah no, i think i think anybody definitely can 
uh, at Birdwatch Watch asks, asks uh, who takes pictures of you taking pictures? <laughs> yeah, so I have uh, my 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 buddies. They're my Kansas City homies, uh-huh. as you could say. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're uh, they're always helping me out with stuff, which is I'm so grateful for these guys. Uh, ultimate goal, honestly. Uh, if we go back to that other question is I, I want to get to a point where I can spoil the people around me that are helping me out now. Yeah. Uh, so ultimate goal would be able to, you know, pay to these guys them. to yeah. help me with this stuff and not just be there, you know, helping me out. Cause I feel bad sometimes, you know, right. it's like yeah. where I'm like, I feel like I'm the guy that's like, let's do this. And like yeah. not really giving them, you know, a shot or whatever, but yeah, they're, they're my friends. Um, and if I don't have them around, I will try and set it up somewhere. I uh-huh. set my phone up and um, either do a timer or if I wear my Apple Watch, do my lovely timer on that so I can Heck you know yeah. at least line it up on my watch. That's awesome, <laughs> but, man. <laughs> but yeah, the nerdy stuff that I do for the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but yeah, my friends. Uh, it's Zo- Zoel Lynn asks, what helps you get out of a creative rut? Um, that is tough. That is like the hardest thing. Cause I would say that I'm recently kind of in like a creative block kind of period where it's like, I don't know. Even though you're crushing it right now. I appreciate it. I feel like it's like, I feel like I am, but I'm not at the same time. I feel, I know what you mean though. Like I, it's, it's bad. Cause like, especially with, uh, how well my stuff has been doing this year, I'm like getting used to this like constant rush of like always doing stuff and like. And so it's, it's tough when, uh, you hit like a, a slow period cause you're like, I don't know, am I doing things right still? Like, do people still enjoy the stuff that I'm doing? Should I change something? And so, um, that's just me getting too wrapped into social media and all that <laughs> One stuff. One thing that I have tried to think about myself when I feel that way is to zoom out and look at your life mm-hmm. on a timeline and look at where you've what's happened in the last year two years three years and remember your age and remember that this is a lifelong career for you you're gonna have 30 40 years you know lord willing of doing this yeah i was talking to my wife last night about how we were talking about retirement or something and i was like yeah if i was a postman and i worked at the post office for 50 years i would have to retire at a certain age because i couldn't drive or deliver the mail yeah. But because what I do is in my mind creatively, yeah. even if I physically can't take a picture of something or film something, I could have someone yeah. do that for me and I direct that. I don't see me ever stopping until I'm dead. Yeah. Ridley Scott and Martin Scorsese are in their 70s and 80s yep. making Hollywood Oscar winning movies. And it's because they have a crew, you know, doing it, but their mind is still sharp yep. to create. That's crazy. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. But so it is like, so true. All the creatives. You could be in your 80s doing this, man. Yeah. No, that's true. That is, I try to zoom out and look at things like that. <clears throat> so this lull that you're feeling now is nothing compared to the next 70 years. That's true. If you think about Lord it. Lord willing. Right? <laughs> it's it's very, not on wood, right? Exactly. Um, so final thoughts. Uh, what advice do you have for other creators trying to break through in their career and make a big change in their life the way that you did? Yeah. Um, I would say like, honestly, for me, like all of this kind of started from me just wanting to learn more. Um, like my goal this entire time is I just want to get better. And it's just that constant, like, I want to get better at this. And even when I'm in creative ruts and that sort of thing, it's like, I just know eventually I'll break through and be better. I almost like creative ruts. Cause then it's like, you yeah. know, once you get over it, 
your stuff is slowly progressing. Yeah. Um, and so it, it is that just constant of wanting to get better, wanting to see your work get better and that sort of thing. And I, I feel like if you focus on that and just wanting to get better with what you're doing and your craft, that you'll, you know, gain success from what you're doing. Um, and not, I, I try not to think about the business side of things too much. Uh, cause I feel like things will eventually just kind of happen. Um, who knows, <laughs> but yeah. that's, uh, that's just how I am. I'm a very go with the flow kind of guy and I love that. you know, if something comes up, I'll attack it and see how we can do. But yeah, goal is just to get better. And I feel like if you continue to just keep practicing at what you're doing, you'll get better. You'll see your work get better. And, uh, I think other people will notice that as well. What's kind of the main tip that you would give somebody starting out from your experience? Yeah. Um, unless you've learned or something. I would say, uh, depends on what you want to do. Um, I felt like I was very lucky being able to create a community, um, in Kansas city with photography. So people starting out, especially looking into portrait stuff, I always tell them to see if there's any sort of like meetups or anything like that, where they can go and meet other people. It's a lot of just find other people that mm-hmm. want to do something similar um, or at least help out, right? It'll just find a friend that wants to stand in front of the, the camera with you. I mean, yeah. the, the person that I shot with all the time was my buddy uh, Jake, and we would just swap off. I would I would model for him. He'd model for me. We'd be in alleyways. We'd go to coffee shops. We'd do that sort of stuff just because yeah. just we thought it was cool. We thought we were cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, that's how, that's how I started. And I, awesome. I found a love for it and I just enjoy meeting new people, making connections and that sort of thing. And I, I think you'll know when, when you're starting off, if, yeah. if you really enjoy it and that sort of thing, don't try and force anything. Um, but yeah, see if you can create a community, find somebody that wants to shoot with you because it's always easier with somebody else doing it with you. Kind of like working out, but yeah, um, just practice. Practice makes perfect. Yep. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yep. That's what my band teacher always told me. <laughs> she was like, people say practice makes perfect, but if you practice it wrong, then that's really bad. That's true. That is true. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I like to finish the the podcast with a question that another uh, podcaster friend of mine actually asked me when I was on his podcast. And it is, um, if you could have a billboard in Times Square mm. with something written on it, uh, what would it, what would it say? Oh man. And it's whatever you want, anything you want on that billboard. People from all over the world will see it when they're visiting a message to the world. If you will, I want to say live in the moment. That's what I would want it to say. Just cause I feel like not enough people do. And I feel like even people overlook that. Like when I'm talking about the moment, I'm talking about this exact moment, not a second before, not a second later this exact moment. I feel like most of the time, if you're feeling upset or down about things, if you hone in and focus on the exact moment, most things are just fine. You know, sitting here in this really cool studio, got some really awesome cameras around me, some cool lighting, got to meet you. There's a lot of good things going on right now in the moment. So yeah, I would say live in the moment. That's awesome. Thank you. Drew, thanks for coming on the Golden Hour Podcast. Thank you for having me. Let's, uh, Let's hang out. Let's do it. Absolutely. 
I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Drew Chanelli. It was an amazing interview for me to do because again, I feel like we're kind of striking while the iron is hot here with Drew. He's really blowing up and it was kind of cool to hear his story. The fact that he's only been really serious about photography for under a year now is incredible with the growth that he's had. So definitely go follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Drew Photo so that you can see his explosive growth. I'm sure he'll be growing two to three times as much over the next couple of years. So definitely check him out online and shoot him a message, shoot him a DM on Instagram and Twitter and say, Hey, I loved your interview on the golden hour podcast. Big thumbs up. We love it when you guys share the episode. So please share this with your friends. If you found it helpful to you, I greatly appreciate that. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. Thanks for listening to the golden hour podcast here in the polar pro studio. And we'll see you next week.